This morning, God's Word comes to us from James chapter 2. James 2. We're going to begin our reading at verse 14 and then read through the end of this chapter. James 2, beginning at verse 14. What we hear now is God's Word. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. And here we are in the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to take your Trinity Psalter hymnals once again and turn to the back section, to page 863 in the back section. This is the Belgic Confession of Faith one of the doctrinal standards of our church. And this morning we're going to read Article 24, uh, found on page 863 in the back. Last time we looked at 23, the justification of sinners. Today we read 24, the sanctification of sinners. We believe that this true faith produced in man by the hearing of God's word and by the work of the Holy Spirit regenerates him and makes him a new man, causing him to live the new life and freeing him from the slavery of sin. Therefore, far from making people cold toward living in a pious and holy way, this justifying faith, quite to the contrary, so works within them that apart from it they will never do a thing out of love for God, but only out of love for themselves and fear of being condemned. So then, it is impossible for this holy faith to be unfruitful in a human being, seeing that we do not speak of an empty faith, but of what Scripture calls faith working through love, 
which leads a man to do of himself the works that God commanded in his word. These works, proceeding from the good root of faith, are good and acceptable to God, since they are all sanctified by his grace. Yet they do not count toward our justification. For by faith in Christ we are justified even before we do good works. Otherwise, they could not be good any more than the fruit of a tree could be good if the tree is not good in the first place. So then, we do good works, but not for merit. For what would we merit? Rather, we are indebted to God for the good works we do, and not he to us, since it is he who works in us both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Thus, keeping in mind what is written, when you have done all that is commanded you, Then you shall say, we are unworthy servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Yet we do not wish to deny that God rewards good works, but it is by his grace that he crowns his gifts. Moreover, although we do good works, we do not base our salvation on them. For we cannot do any work that is not defiled by our flesh and also worthy of punishment. And even if we could point to one, Memory of a single sin is enough for God to reject that work. So we would always be in doubt, tossed back and forth without any certainty, and our poor consciences would be tormented constantly if we did not rest on the merit of the suffering and death of our Savior. This is our confession of faith. Well, we continue to work our way through that central section of the Belgic Confession, the section on the doctrine of salvation, the truths, the most fundamental truths of the Christian faith. Last time, uh, we talked about justification, the fact that the Bible teaches we are justified by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Our justification is completely outside of anything that we do. It is outside of anything that we offer to God. We have not merited justification. We have not earned it. We have not bought it. It is nothing of ourself. It is simply the work of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are justified by believing that. We are justified by faith in Jesus Christ and what He has done. That's what we talked about last time. Today, we get what might be called the rest of the story. How then shall we live? Knowing that that our justification, our standing before God, is wholly and completely dependent on the work of Jesus Christ, how do we respond to that? Now, some would say, look, if my works don't contribute anything to my salvation, then what does a difference make how I live? What difference does it make how I live? It's completely outside of me. In fact, one of my professors used to say, if you are truly preaching the gospel and the freedom of the gospel, people should ask that question. What difference does it make how I live? Because my salvation is completely bound up in the work of Jesus Christ. Where do good works fit in the plan of salvation? 
we know that our good works do nothing unto salvation. Our good works do nothing to give us standing before God. They are completely irrelevant. But having been justified, having heard the good news of what Jesus Christ has done, they are now absolutely necessary. They are the necessary result of knowing we have been justified. Our justification leads to our sanctification, the way that we live. This morning we look at the book of James and chapter 2 where James deals with the relationship between our faith and our works. And as we read through this text, I'm sure you notice already that James has a very high view of works. James calls us to good works. How they are included in in the whole economy of salvation as a result of our faith in Jesus Christ. This morning we look at living by faith. Living by faith. And we remind ourselves, as we did last time, even our faith is a gift of God. Faith is not my first good work. Faith is not something I have to somehow well up within me so that I might put my faith in God. No, I'm fallen, I'm sinful. My thoughts are sinful. My inclinations are sinful. My emotions are sinful. No, that that faith, that believing faith itself is a gift of God by His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings life. Me, before Christ, I am dead in transgressions and sins. And the Holy Spirit comes and gives life to a dead man. And and he works on us from the outside and gives us this gift that we might embrace Jesus Christ. How does the Holy Spirit do that? Well, kids, the Holy Spirit has a tool that he uses. Maybe maybe your dad has tools in the garage. You know, if he's going to work on the car or, or build something, he's got tools he uses. The Holy Spirit has tools that he uses. And the primary tool the Holy Spirit uses to to bring us to faith is the preaching of the gospel. The gospel, which is that word of life, that word given to us about what Jesus Christ has done. The Holy Spirit uses the preaching of the gospel to take a heart that is cold and dead in sin and bring it to new life in Jesus Christ by His power. If you are are, um, working, evangelizing a non-Christian friend, that is wonderful. Continue that work of evangelizing. But at some point, at some point, bring them to church where they hear the life-giving preaching of God's Word. It is the tool of the Holy Spirit whereby, whereby God gives us the gift of faith. Perhaps if we're feeling weak, in our walk with God. If we're feeling far from Him, we need to come to church. We need to be here to be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit through the preaching of the gospel, being reminded of what Jesus Christ has done. 
being reminded of all the goodness that we have in him, of him giving up his life for us, granting us his righteousness, and we are encouraged and we are strengthened. The Holy Spirit uses preaching to produce faith in our hearts, to strengthen faith in our hearts. It's all focused on what Jesus Christ has done. He doesn't say, look, just you know, do better, feel better, but remember the work of Jesus Christ, remember what he has done for you, and that, that glorious gift we embrace, we receive by faith. We're reminded, even our faith is a gift of God. And yet, that faith needs to express itself in works. And that's what James talks about. Verse 14, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can that faith save him? And the way James asks the questions, he expects a negative answer. No, it cannot. No, it cannot. That faith without works cannot save him. He goes on. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things necessary, what good is that? Imagine that, kids. If someone came to your door from the church and they said, you know, we're just, we're just hungry, we don't have any food in the house, and your parent said to them, oh, be filled, be filled, and then slammed the door in their face. What good is that? That doesn't help anybody. It's wonderful to say, be filled, but you've got to do something. You've got to help them, you've got to feed them. That's what James is teaching us. Faith must express itself in works, verse 17. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. What does our confession say? Our confession begins this way. We believe that this true faith, produced in man by the hearing of God's word and by the work of the Holy Spirit, regenerates him and makes him a new man, causing him to live a new life, freeing him from the slavery to sin. Therefore, far from making people cold toward living in a pious and holy way, this justifying faith, quite to the contrary, so works within them that apart from it, they will never do anything out of love for God, but only out of love for self and fear of being condemned. So then it is impossible for this holy faith to be unfruitful. It is impossible for true faith to be unfruitful. It's more than just saying, I believe that faith needs to express itself. It's more than just having one or the other. Look what he says in verse 18. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. As if we can divide the two. As if we can separate faith from works. They cannot be divided. It is not I have faith or I have works. The two go together hand in hand. We cannot say, you know, I have belief, but never act on that belief. He says in verse 19, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. What he's saying is, they're better off than you are. They're afraid because all they have is belief. You think that belief is sufficient. 
No, it is not just a confession. It must be an active confession. A confession that seeks to live in a way that brings glory to God. It is not just our words. It must be our works. Verse 20. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? And so James is going to give us two examples. Two examples to demonstrate his point that it is not enough to simply have faith. His first example is Abraham. Read verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? Now I hope that sounds strange to you. Because it was just a couple weeks ago that we looked at Paul and the book of Romans where Paul says, you want, to, you want proof that it's faith only, it's faith only? Look at Abraham. It was Abraham who was justified by faith, not by works. James? James says, look at Abraham. He's justified by his works. I hope that gives you some kind of cognitive dissonance. We must not forget It's not that we pit James against Paul as if they are contradicting each other. But they are are speaking to a different purpose. Paul's purpose was to show the role of faith in our justification. And we are justified without works, completely by faith alone. James' purpose is to show the role of faith in our sanctification. That that faith needs to express itself. It needs to work itself out. Look at verse 22. You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. His faith, his belief was accompanied with his works. And so uh, James says in verse 24, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Now how do we understand that? We said last time we are justified by faith apart from works, by faith apart from works, by faith apart from works. And James says a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. I had a seminary professor, a systematics professor, who used to put it this way. He said, we are justified by faith alone. But that faith is never alone. We are justified by faith alone. But that faith is never alone. It is always accompanied by works of thankful obedience to God. That's what James is saying. That justifying faith is a faith that includes the, the willingness, the desire wrought in us by the Holy Spirit to live in a way that is pleasing to God. He says, look at Abraham. Abraham was justified When he was called to offer up his son, Abraham believed. 
and it was counted to him as righteousness, a faith working itself out, a faith being completed by the works God wrought in Abraham to do. And then he gives a second example, verse 25. And in the same way was not Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. You recall the story of the spies going into the promised land and, and Rahab uh, uh, hides them. She hears from them about God, what he's going to do. She believed that truth and she acted on that truth. And she was, as James says, justified. Her belief was completed by the works that she did. James gives us two examples, Abraham and Rahab. Abraham, the father of all believers, and Rahab, the prostitute. I think everywhere in Scripture, in scripture where she is referred to, her name is always Rahab the prostitute. Abraham and Rahab. What is James saying? He's saying this truth of a faith which expresses itself in works must be the same for all of us. It doesn't matter if you are Abraham, the father of all believers, or if you are Rahab, the prostitute. All must put their faith in Jesus Christ and be justified by faith alone, and that faith is never alone. All must express, must, to use his words, complete their faith by living thankful, obedient lives to God. Our salvation is more than just a bunch of head knowledge it's even more than just the belief that we have, but it works itself out in our lives every day. It is, it, is, it is a desire, a willingness to seek after pleasing God, living in a way that is bringing glory to Him. That's, that, that's the, the working out of the gospel in our lives. And so God calls us today. He calls us to put our faith in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. And yet when you do that, that faith by which you are justified alone is never alone. It will change the way you live. You will, you will grow in a Christian character in your life. Your works will flow from that faith. What does our confession say? I love the language it gives us here where it says that, this. These works proceeding from the good root of faith are good and acceptable to God since they are all sanctified by His grace. Yet we do not count, they do not count toward our justification, for by faith in Christ we are justified even before we do good works. Otherwise, we could, they could not be good any more than the fruit of a tree could be good if the tree is not good in the first place. Good works are the fruit of that faith which God has given to us, embracing Jesus Christ in our lives. Were it not for that, we could not do good works. A good tree can't bear good fruit unless it's a good tree, our confession says. No, it's absolutely necessary for us, having believed in Jesus Christ, to live that out in our lives. And of course, God, God teaches us what that faithful obedience looks like 
in the giving of his law. That's why, kids, once again this morning, we read the law of God. You know that every Sunday morning, we read the law of God to remind us how to respond to the glorious gift of salvation. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone. And yet that faith is never alone. It lives in our homes. It lives in our marriages. It lives in the way that we interact as husband and wife toward each other. It lives as the, in the way that we treat our children, that we as children treat our parents. That faith expresses itself. It expresses itself in the work God has called us to do. We work as unto the Lord, a faith expressing itself in works, conforming ourselves to the law of God. He has given us his law as that glorious rule of gratitude to teach us how we might follow him. We are saved. We are justified by faith alone. Absolutely. Grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Nothing we have done but having been given the gift of faith and having embraced Jesus Christ. It is absolutely necessary that we live out that truth, that our faith is completed by our works. And all of this, not to bring glory to ourselves, but to bring glory to the God who has saved us. May God so work in our hearts, in our lives, that we don't say, well, all I need is faith. No, a faith working itself out in love, in service to God, in service to his people. Let's join together in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for your holy word, for all of that word, for the texts that highlight our justification, that we truly are saved by grace alone through faith alone, without any works on our part. And we thank you, O oh God, for those texts that call us to faithful living, that call us to work for you because we have been saved. Lord God, encourage us, strengthen us, motivate us today who have placed our faith in you to live in a way that brings glory to you. And Lord God, if we have not embraced Jesus Christ by faith, then we pray that you would give us that glorious gift today, that we might embrace him, we might know him and love him, and because of that, we also might live for him in every part of our life. Hear our prayer, O oh God, for Jesus' sake. Amen.